Attention! The movie guys love movies. Any comments about nominating a president of the United States based on how good they were on Saturday Night Live are purely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right? The president of the United States! Bill Let me ask a fairly serious question of Karen. Oh, yes. Do you ever do a write-in candidate for Bill Murray for president? <laughs> when you're in the booth, it's just you. There's nobody else around. I've never thought to, but I really should. I see where on Facebook there is a page for Bill Murray for president. Mm, really? Mm-hmm. I saw an interview of, with him on the YouTube Googles the other day. Yes. <laughs> he is. He's nuts. <laughs> the Yugle too. Wait, he, what? He, he might be bonkers. All right, I need you to back up, he first of all. He was just going on about being present. First of all, if you just start talking about being present, I'm like, okay, you've, you've lost touch with whatever. Are you really sure you're not just cynical? No, I, I was very excited about this interview, and I was like, this is going to be great. I'm, I didn't even share it with you. That's how disappointed <laughs> I was in this interview. Why, and it, it not come off well? It didn't make sense. I couldn't quite understand what he was trying to get at. Like He was suggesting that he was very troubled by something, and he's not present, and he's trying to be in the moment, and he's trying, and it was all very cryptic. You know now I'm going to have to send it to you because okay. now I have no idea. Well, I, I know for a fact that he has a quote about being the more relaxed you are, the better you are at everything. Yeah, I like that. And that I find is true in my life. And I am very relaxed now. That's why I'm not jumping across the table and strangling you. He talked about... How dare you besmirch the good name of Bill Murray at <laughs> this stage? So much besmirching I, already. If I had a gauntlet, sir... <laughs> It would have been thrown down. Would I wouldn't want Bill it. Murray to run about, for president. You talked about being the real Bill Murray, and sometimes you get to see that, and sometimes you don't. You know, there are True. rumors that whenever he was back on his Serent Live days, when yeah. he was a young buck, he was pretty violent-tempered, and he would not treat Gilda he Radner very China. well. Oh, yeah, And he was um, a bad boyfriend, and he's been divorced a couple times. I think mm. he might be chilling out. Maybe that's what he's talking okay, about. Okay, you know what you're doing is you're giving me a lot of context here. <laughs> Honestly, because if I'd known all of that about his backstory, some changed. of this may have made sense. Oh, okay. He was clearly referring to something that we were mm -hmm. supposed to have known about him. Well, you should do your Bill Murray homework. I clearly have not done I will my give homework. you the workbook, <laughs> and you can go back and do all of the workbook work. But when we were doing this uh, mm -hmm. researching for the opening, yes. Steve Forbes hosted Saturday yeah. Night Live. I remember that. It was not good. Steve Forbes, and he was paired with Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> ah, but thank God amazing. he was. Oh, that's amazing. I didn't know that. <laughs> thank God oh, he was. That's an incredible piece of trivia. Yeah. <laughs> These guys aren't funny. Like George Steinbrenner. Why are you? That was, well, that's the worst one of that all. Might yeah, been, yeah. Forbes is no good either, though. Uh, hey, welcome to the Movie yes. Showcast, everybody. We're here. Uh, part of the vast and sprawling Movie Guys empire. Life's a garden. Dig it. You've reached ground zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with jokes, rants, sketches, characters, banter. We already I think did we some banter. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah, hey, Paul. Already proven. Check. Thanks. Thank you, Bart. <laughs> Bits, special guests, and more as we broadcast from the Admirals Club in the heart of Burbank Airport's flyover zone. We don't stop making movies, so we. Uh, so hey. We're going to make comedy shows about movies. I think we it's got the laughing, laughing the threw, laughing you, off, threw right? you off. Right? Did it? The Somebody laughing laughed off. and you didn't know what to do. We have, we have people in the green room. <laughs> but keep the laughing. Walls are thin. Paul thought, what was that I think, noise? I thought I, said, I thought I said, we don't stop making movies. Even we, though we're movie guys, we, we don't make movies, just to have you know. Not yet. Well, we Hollywood makes the movies. We goof on them. We have several projects in various stages of development. That's true, also. <laughs> Is that from Ed Wood? <laughs> Always have that in your back pocket. <laughs> Uh, listen, the, the point is you can get our show every week at themovieguys.net, iTunes, 
Those were I would go for, to watch the show. I, you know, I keep your eye on that Apple Corporation. I think they're up. They're to big, going to places. They're up to big. Also, stuff. Stitcher, Vimeo, YouTube, SoundCloud, PodDirectory.com. Yeah. Okay. You heard me. <laughs> Absolutely free. Basically, we're out there, and we encourage you to subscribe, especially at iTunes. Share and like posts. Rate us uh, on social media. Leave a review, etc. We appreciate it. Still, and if you do all of that on Should your end, look at everything we're doing for you on your end. You do that. Yeah. <laughs> Sell it. No charge. Wow. wow. We're also on WBAD.net Fridays at 4 p.m. Eastern. Basically, just search the movie guys on Yahoo, Bing, or Google. 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 And we come right up. I'm your host for the hardest working comedy show on the airwaves, Paul Preston, here with Adam Witt. Hey, Ted, where the hell's the corkscrew? <laughs> Bart Caius? What do you mean I'm funny? How am I funny? What am I, a clown? Do I amuse you? And Karen Volpe. There are two types of people in the world those who love Neil Diamond. And those who don't. In the second half of the show, we will be welcoming two special guests, the writers and co-stars of a new film opening nationwide at select AMC theaters on <gasps> Friday the 13th. Uh, I didn't know they still had those. Friday the 13th? Last, <laughs> last Halloween was a fr on Friday the 13th. Was That's it? So the only time it's going to happen. How can that be? It's Friday. I, I love how Bart jumped right in there. Like it wouldn't be <laughs> on the 31st. The 31st? You got, well, I am dyslexic, so gotcha. I saw it in my head as the 31st. Oh, so if you're in L.A., that's City Walk Cinemas. Very cool. Yeah, uh, right here in L.A. Uh, as well as cinemas in New York, Chicago, Seattle, Boston. The thing is, uh, it's nationwide is what we're trying to say. The Fun House Massacre is the movie, and Renee Dorian and Ben Begley will be Yay! here after the break. Both Fun established House actors Massacre. on their own. We'll get to the bottom of all that. We'll uh, get to the bottom of how yeah, that happened. Figure out how that <laughs> we tell you, What Wait the hell was that? Paul will be launching an investigation <laughs> into how these people got jobs. <laughs> how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But first, <laughs> but first, thanks, news team. Previews, <laughs> previews of new movies. You're probably wondering, as we do every week, we what sure are, are this week's new releases? I ask Paul all the time. Yeah, we all do. We we ask him what we're what supposed to be talking releases? about. We're getting fast and furious and serious this time of year. We will tell you. <laughs> we will tell you with our patented signature movie previews, which this week includes uh, looks at By the Sea, opening in limited release. Thank God. Plus, communist witch hunts and coal mine collapses. Hollywood continues the seasonal depression that is the road to the Oscars <laughs> with Trumbo and the 33. And later in the show... My All-American, which along with When the Game Stands Tall, takes its place in the pantheon of unfinished sports film titles. <laughs> you not lose this game. Go out and do it! Go! Go! Touchdown! I've seen anybody your size do as much damage as you do out there. Matters for me to get a scholarship. I assure you, sir. He weighs more than 145 pounds. A junior college. Well, thank you anyway. Oh, will he get into college? Are we allowed to discuss any of the films you mentioned, Paul? That's all we're going to do. <laughs> or, I hate to tell you. Uh, but that's so let's up. get to the guests. <laughs> uh, but first of all, some quick news stuff. Be only yes. because it this seems unprecedented. Gem and the Holograms, we've goofed on it on the show, is so horrifically bad, apparently, <sighs> that after bad. two weeks, they pulled it entirely from theaters. Oh. I from saw that headline, and I wondered if wow. and this is going to sound slightly uninformed but just wondered if that was a big deal because it feels like this happens all the time no <laughs> well to see, a, see this is but why i asked i, I see what you're but saying it went from right? 2500 screens to zero yeah. so that doesn't happen uh, j just to give you some idea right now at that cheap theater that i love so much over down the street here or whatever yeah, the valley plaza even, six the valley plaza oh wait six. a minute you're saying that those second run theaters won't even play it no it's gone from theaters yeah that's what i'm saying it, next stop home home viewing 
Isn't that crazy? Land fill down have the that street? much confidence in it. Wow. Okay, so now I am impressed by this. Yes. Yes. This That's is after Universal. Like they're showing the visit over there, right? It yeah. Almost, so the kind of almost had It almost sounds like they're <laughs> saying, look, gone. if you can give us your ticket stub, we will give you your money back. <laughs> Just come on <laughs> down to the theater. If you're willing to admit you bought the ticket, we will give you your we'll cash give you the money back. back. Turning the light bulb on to project it. Too, too, too much of a risk. Too much. Too, <laughs> more money than they knew would be butts and wow. seats. But this is after Universal's uh, mammoth year, which included Pitch Perfect 2, which was a hit, and Minions, which was a huge hit, and, and the 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 uh, Jurassic World, right, yeah. which is a mega hit. Huge. Now they've had Steve Jobs, not a huge hit. They had confidence in that after a slow rollout, put it in a ton of theaters. They just pulled that out of 2,000 theaters. So it's still really? in theaters, but oh. they pulled it out of a what ton. What are they putting in its place? Yeah. <laughs> More Martian? A universal? Nothing. Wow. Until they open, uh, well, By the Sea opens. By the Sea. <laughs> and I, they also have a limited sisters. release, and now you know why. Uh, I think Sisters I'm is gone. coming out in about two weeks or something. Sisters comes out the same day as Star Wars The Force Awakens. Oh, oh my. It is counter Why is anyone doing that? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's bad. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Shouldn't the rest of the industry just oh, say, we're not going to release everyone, the movie for like two Not months. everyone can convince their wife to go to <laughs> Star Wars The oh. Force Awakens. That's Ike. Yeah. 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 But no, because it, I think it will see audience, though, because yeah. it, it'll be the only well, other thing. It's the opposite. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. Our All first right, anyway. film of the week, based on a true story season, continues <laughs> with Triumph of the Human Spirit Week. Mm-hmm. It's Brian Cranston in Trumbo, currently playing in limited release and going wider over the coming weeks. Oh, and Karen, mm-hmm. you should preview this because uh, it's a biopic. You mean biopic? San Diego, I... San Diego Inns. San Diego Inns. San Diego San Diego. All right, forget it. Bart, let's do this. Here we go. <laughs> Trumbo tells the story of the card-carrying elephant of the Communist Party that could fly. Do I have that right? No, Paul, you don't. Allow me. Dalton Trumbo was a celebrated Hollywood screenwriter and also a victim of the Communist witch hunt which started when Senator Joseph McCarthy discovered that scaring the crap out of people was a really good way to get elected. He started a crusade accusing people of being terrorists, or whatever the word they used back then. Like a good politician, McCarthy didn't let destroying the lives of hundreds of families stand in the way of fake protecting them. (laughs) That's right. In 1947, an America reeling from World War II faced an unstoppable enemy. The screenwriter from Roman Holiday. (laughs) I tell you, no American would be safe unless he is put away. (laughs) Brian Cranston plays Trumbo, who, according to IMDb, has aligned himself with the Communist Party, although he never formally joined. Can you do that? Can you align yourself with an ideology, but just because you didn't get the matching bomber jacket, it doesn't really count? It's kind of like saying, I agree with a lot of what the KKK has to say, but I never bought the sheets. So... (laughs) Trumbo was one of a number of Hollywood artists who refused to testify in front of the U.S. Congress as to whether or not they were indeed spreading communist propaganda, resulting in them being blacklisted and all of them losing their jobs. Which brings us to another installment of... Premise solved in 10 seconds! Mr. Trumbo, are you now, or have you ever been a member of the Communist Party? Uh, no. Great, well here's your job. That was easy. (laughs) This is a movie that asks the question, Patriotism, has it ever steered us wrong? (laughs) Be sure to have your flag pins on when you answer and have your birth certificates ready. (laughs) Republicans have have a long history of hating Hollywood, especially when they're not electing reality stars or Ronald Reagan. And in no time did they hate them more than in the 1950s. 
when Hollywood was called to account for its American threatening idea getting. <laughs> Dalton Trumbull refused to name names. That is, until he came up against Vin Diesel, the unbeatable last communist witch hunter. <laughs> In the wake of the interview, it's interesting to note that now a communist country is telling us how to release our movies. <laughs> Tis the season for righteous indignation, and nobody does righteous indignation better than Hollywood in a movie about Hollywood. Trumbo had back pain, which found him soaking in a tub a lot when he wrote his scripts. It only stands to reason that Breaking Bad star Brian Cranston would play him, who has a history of being pantsless. <laughs> you know, he, he did a lot in Malcolm in the Middle, too. He yeah. was always in his underwear. Yeah, always in his tiny whitey. Louis C.K. is cast against type as the guy not so put upon. Paul, here's a clip. I'm jacking off to morons in this. <laughs> Look at my tits. Yeah, your tits are awesome. That may not be from the film. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got that one wrong. Maybe want to mark that one down for the radio audience. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Edit that out. That's not right. Trumbo is from... First and foremost, we are journalists. And we true. want to be accurate. With what we're hey, that wasn't right at all. Dalton Trumbo, the movie guys. <laughs> Trumbo is from Jay Roach, the director of Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery, The Spy Who Shagged Me, and Goldmember. A computer simulation has theorized this to be a scene from the movie. Mr. Trumbo, are you now... Or have you ever been a member of the Communist Party? I don't even know what this is. This sort of thing ain't my bank, baby. <laughs> Just in time for the candidacy of Donald Trump, Trumbo sends an important message. Politics is stupid and dangerous. <laughs> well, the lesson here is that if we don't learn from history, we're doomed to repeat it last week at the Benghazi hearing. There you go. That's, that's Trumbo. But he was a communist. <laughs> well, here's the deal. Well, what does that even he mean? He aligned what's himself what's wrong with, with the party. What's wrong with that? Oh, I don't know. I'm just yeah. saying they were right. Yeah, see, the thing is... I'm a Scientologist. Well, that, well I, I'm well, curious yeah. to see. I don't really know. Maybe he says, yeah, I am. And then he's got to yeah. like deal with that not being that being completely an American thing you can do. Yeah, that's... I mean, well, this yeah. was... You're this, allowed to be. <laughs> Cranston was on the Stern Show, and so I listened to him on there, and he was talking mm. about how tons of people were just joining up the Communist Party because he said, hey, they got jobs. They're all yeah. about getting jobs. And before they were an enemy. Then, of course, they become an enemy of the state, and then you become an enemy of yeah. the it's state. It's like party. being gay. Everybody wants to just join because it seems <laughs> hip. Commie. All the kids are calling themselves gay because it's hip. Smoking dope and being communist. communist. Yeah, the kids yeah, think I it's hip. You kids. <laughs> but, um... What was the name of the it was actor? Hipster. It was hipster thing. Yeah. What was the, one, the name of the what? What was the name of the actor that actually came? Was it Kirk Douglas? Yeah. Yeah. Hired came? him for Spartacus, Dalton Trumbo. And mm -hmm. then, therefore, same. Because up until then, Dalton Trumbo had to leave his name off of scripts that he wrote that then won an Oscar that yeah. he couldn't he go couldn't and accept. get. Mm -hmm. So then Spartacus was like, I'm, Kirk Douglas said, I'm putting your name on this script. <laughs> and then, from then on, he broke the blacklist. That's why Kirk Douglas is. Uh, I and one of the many reasons he's a big deal. I was just going to say, that's one of the takeaways I have even from the preview, is that that is a cool story about him, yeah. about Kirk Douglas. No, I went to a screening of Spartacus with him in Q&A, and then the guy from the TV show over the Q&A. But it was all about just like how... There was a Spartacus TV show? There have been like three of them. What? They're oh, on oh, Stars. Oh, that's right, there was recently. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 you're right, you're right. You're not watching Stars, but that's where they are. I'm not. Well, now I am Evil Dead. Oh, yeah, you're right. Is that a movie jail movie? Never saw it. Spartacus? Spartacus. It might be. Is, is it, it a Roman movie? If you I'm don't feeling, know, a no? movie jail movie is one you should have seen by now. If you haven't, you're in movie jail. Spartacus, perhaps, no. It's Kubrick. Is, is, it, is Kubrick. it Roman? It's Roman. Is it Romans? Yeah. Yeah. It takes place sure. in yeah. Roman time. Yeah. And there's loincloths and yeah. chariots and stuff. Okay. 
Yeah. I just make sure no. the title makes sense. Part of that's been her. See? Jesus doesn't show up Thank in Spartacus. You. See, Adam, Adam, Adam knows where I go with these things. <laughs> but I do believe that he wears be sandals. TBS. Okay, there's sandals there and sand sandals. And, and boulders and yep. pyramids and stuff, robes. maybe. Skirts. Not to robes. be confused with the robe, though. Okay. Mm. Just a reminder, kids who wanted to go into directing, Jay Roach is uh, still married to Susanna Hoffs. <gasps> So, Just another who? man in really? one day. She's the one that looked to the roll. left, right? Yes. <laughs> she eye rolls. Bengals mm-hmm. lead singer. Hot. Hot. Yeah. Is she still hot? hot. Still yes. Hot. Still hanging in there. Mm-hmm. Our next film. And yes. that's what's important. <laughs> important stuff. I will see this, basically. It's Why, stacked Paul? full of good actors. I'm what else is in theaters? Uh, well, The 33. <laughs> it's the boring title for the story of 33 miners who were trapped. Mm. Wow, they really rushed the story of Subway's Jared Fogle to the screen so quickly. That's not it, mm. no. Oh, they finally solved the riddle of the number 33 and the bottle of Rolling Rock? Not so much. Oh, well, good, because miners shouldn't be drinking beer anymore. No, not miners. Or what? Miner, coal miners. Coal miners. Oh. That kind of, they kind of, they want to dig for stuff. What do you mean? Look, the 33 is a uh-huh. movie about 33 miners trapped in a collapsed gold and copper mine for 69 days. Okay, well then why don't they just call it the 69? <laughs> Well, then it would have been a totally different movie about a bunch of men in a dirty hole. Oh! No, my sing. God. Ah. Sing. All right, there you go. There. <laughs> On to the, the preview. Bart needs to zing. He can go back into the rest in of the week. In a canyon, excavating for a mine. I'll get you excited about the movie, right? <laughs> Come on, 33. I didn't see the first 30. Wait, stop, stop. We retired what? that bit with Hitman Agent 47. Oh. <laughs> Go ahead and tell us about the movie, though, Okay. <laughs> hey, remember when those 33 Chilean miners got um, stuck? I wonder whatever happened to them. In Are you trying to be spoiler-free? Yeah. Well, well the real the real life events. I don't want to give it away. The real life events of the 33 involve a group of Chilean miners from five years ago uh-huh. who were trapped inside a mine for more than two months after a collapse. The company that owns a mining operation springs into inaction, leaving the trapped miners to die a slow and rationed death. Then, in a twist no one saw coming, the Chilean government comes to the rescue, ordering exploratory boreholes to be drilled in an effort to determine whether or not anyone had survived the collapse. When it's discovered that all 33 men trapped in the mine were still alive, a massive what now campaign is waged by the survivor's loved ones. Well, the what now was to drill holes big enough to send down food, water, and communication systems Hmm. until a bigger hole could be drilled through, which they would eventually retrieve the miners. Which begs the question, why not just drill the bigger hole right away and pull (laughs) the miners up? (laughs) Hey, you know what? That smaller hole we just drilled gives me an idea. Take that, history. Against all odds, (laughs) the 33 men found the will to live and be back at work in the mine the following Monday after being docked 69 days pay for not getting any mining done while they were down there. With the influx of recent films based on true stories where the endings are already known, like Everest and Mm -hmm. The Walk, Hollywood is once again counting on the short-term memory of Americans. That and a general ignorance of Wikipedia. (laughs) But the 33 follows the recent Oscar rule. If you're going to get nominated, you're going to have to drink some pee. The 33 will have a lot of pee-drinking competition with The Martian and Spotlight. By the way, lots of pee did, drinking. Did, did 128 hours? Joke. That's a great. That's a, that's a pretty good joke. Did 128 hours have a lot of pee? Yeah, sure. that's the yeah. yeah Waterworld. They uh, made Waterworld. It, yeah, it opens up with them drinking pee. That's a, when you say drinking pee, it's the first movie I think of it. That's I don't hilarious. know why. 
He filters it. He's got some filtration system. He's Certainly. the mariner. What do you mean? What do you mm-hmm. filter? Spotlight <laughs> underwear. movie about the priests molesting and children. I know. Okay. <laughs> they may have gotten the title from hiring 33 me. dreamy actors to star in the film, from Rodrigo Santoro to Antonio Banderas, America's mm-hmm. favorite Spanish actor, mm-hmm. and Lou Diamond Phillips, America's favorite various ethnicities actor. <laughs> Banderas keeps the dwindling miners alive with gravitas mm-hmm. as evidenced here. That's a big rock. That's not a rock. That's the heart of the mountain. I believe we'll make it out of here because because I choose to believe it. You know, I wonder what the behind-the-scenes fight was like to where real-life miner Mario Sepulveda won the lottery of having Banderas play him. Mm-hmm. And remember when Ethan Hawke was a Chilean? Oh, yes. He played a Chilean. What? <laughs> Alive. Just him. <laughs> Castings, everything Hollywood could have just easily made this into a wacky comedy starring John Leguizamo, George Lopez, and Sofia Vergara and called it Mind Your Own Business. I want to see that. Patent pending. Patent pending. It's ours. Put that in the wall. Mind Your Own Business. We could make that. We could have that out by March. We could have that out by March. Single location. We'll just go single location. Yeah. Oh, that's good thinking. I know for a fact that uh, one of the things that I found compelling when I was working from home during this whole thing, so I had the news on 24-7, which they were covering at 24-7, and it was really exciting hoping that they would get out of there, but one of the things that came forward is that one of the miners had a wife and a mistress, Mm -hmm. and they both kept going to the mine. No. Wait, what do you say no? I think a lot of them had that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think there were like dozen, like half of the guys had wives and mistresses <laughs> showing okay. up. Because I know for a fact that that was how they met, was <laughs> above ground. So when that miner handled. comes out, and apparently there's going to be more than one, that should be interesting drama. And, and life isn't going to sugarcoat that. It's just getting to the, the fact of loved ones come to the mine, and it's like, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> We uh, we did not put people in there to shield that sort of thing. We're you, not going to do that. You are yeah. excited to see Roberto too. <laughs> yes. yes. You seem more excited than I. Yes. <laughs> because I am married to that, and then it just a telenovela is breaking out at the mine. <laughs> I want to know Everybody how. Take uh, shelter. I want to know how Juliet Binoche uh, enters into this. <laughs> I say that so many times. The last ten movies she's been in, I'm like. How does Juliet Binoche in this movie? Factor in. She's in it. <laughs> well, in Hollywood, everyone says there's so She's much typecasting, and you have Juliet Binoche showing up in Spanish mind movies. <laughs> so I don't know about the typecasting. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> I do love the trailer, though, because it's like hot shots, you know, when uh, that guy's going to get killed in the plane, and he's like, well, here, hold these uh, JFK conspiracy uh, riddles <laughs> that, uh, that you answered. Yeah, I'll just jump to you when I get back. Whatever. What could possibly go wrong? Because listen to the beginning of this trailer. You love birds? Get the sonogram yet? It's a boy. No good can come of this. It's a girl. Congratulations on your retirement. Yeah. (laughs) That that is right out of that. Congratulations, Danny Glover. That's buddy cop movie. (laughs) That's buddy cop movie. (laughs) Oh my god. This is the worst job in the world, though, right? Oh my yeah. God. I mean, so bad. starring in a whatever. movie with Antonio Banderas. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, these are really good jobs to have as far as being paid. So they're are they terrible mining jobs? They yeah, they pay well, well because they're so dangerous. It's such hazard pay, so. yeah. And but in Bra- but is in Brazil though, it's Chile, Chile, in Chile, or Chile or, yeah. but I believe that the danger is why Whatever. they pay you so much. <laughs> And down there. <laughs> yeah, so these pretty good job for down there. <laughs> and I'm being meathead response. I'm not being punny yeah. either. <laughs> but what I mean is that these miners know the 
the risks and they're getting yeah. compensated. But the reason they do it is because it's such a poor country and this is a great way to make and a this is good living. Big, big money for them. Gosh, it's terrible. Yeah, yeah it's terrible. But this a reminds me of alternative fuel, everybody. <laughs> Yeah. This reminds me a little bit of Apollo 13, wherein, yes, we know yeah. the ending, but I don't see where the drama's going to come in on this. Didn't just, we just talk about the women up on the top? <laughs> yeah, maybe that, that's got to be <laughs> it. It's got to be the cat fights on the, on the surface, because <laughs> yeah. they're just going to drill a hole. They're eventually going to be always, but, I, but I have to admit, I'm always amazed by these movies that then turn around. Like The Walk. Yeah. I knew everything was going to happen on The Walk. Yeah. Not just does he make it or doesn't he, but everything that happened while he was up there. And I mm -hmm. still was like, yeah, watching yeah. that film. I was on edge. So they pull it off somehow. Are any of you claustrophobic? No, and look, I don't want to kind of poo-poo what these men went through, but did you see they were trapped in like a gymnasium? Up. It was like huge. <laughs> it's like six. They were playing soccer. Hey, Bart. I'd say it. You're poo-pooing. <laughs> you're poo-pooing. Yeah. You're poo-pooing. You're well, poo-pooing. Oh your point, your point I, of claustrophobia. What if I took you now? Put you in Empire State, <laughs> state buildings worth of, you know. Nine. Size. I think. Under, wasn't it? Underground right now. You would be, un, you would be unhappy. Well, you look. said is it claustrophobic. I'm just saying they, they could, they could, they started a soccer league is all I'm saying down all right. there. Let's, they had a round it, robin tournament. Let's put it this way. Have you ever been in an underground parking garage like at the, uh, Hollywood and Highland, and you go under the first one, and you're kind of okay with it. Mm -hmm. Then it's you go parking, and you go to the second one, and you're scary. kind of okay with it. Then when you start going down to the third yeah. and fourth that level, last one, then you're, you're never getting out of. No, yeah. because I start to picture <laughs> they don't even all of the cars <laughs> above my head. <laughs> then I get claustrophobic. Boom! Tiny earthquake. Yeah. Bad construction. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's get to our next. Are we going to oh. see this? Yeah, uh, um, yeah. No, you will. Uh, no, I will. Movie pass. I'll go no. to this. I'm going to go pass. see Ant Man again. There you go. Okay. Our next film is My All-American, oh, and it tells the story of Freddie Steinmark, an underdog football player who's inspired his teammates on and off the field from the writer of Rudy and Hoosiers, <laughs> who cool. clearly has a thing. Adam? <laughs> Our next movie is about small town folk. You love small town folk oh, yeah. when you're not avoiding them. This movie loves small town folks so much it's placing third in the Iowa polls. From the writer of Rudy and Hoosiers comes the story of an underachiever that exceeds all expectations and beats the odds to triumph in the end. I'm sorry, were you expecting something else? It's uh, from the writer of Rudy and Hoosiers. Like I always say, you're not allowed to be surprised at the number of doves in a John Woo movie. The writer we're referring ah! to is Angelo Pizzo, okay. who promises you a piping hot movie in 30 minutes or less. <laughs> Pizza. I think I can. The movie is about Rudy Rudiger. I mean, sorry, Freddie Steinmark, an undersized football player with an oversized heart. Oh, he took steroids. No, he had a big heart, as oh, in he, oh, he put out a lot of effort, oh, never oh, gave up. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Oh, great, great, great. For a second there, I thought you were saying he died because of a coronary condition brought on by steroids. <clears throat> no, he dies of cancer. But it's not just about an inspirational football player. It's a double true story. Double secret formation. <laughs> also about an inspirational father figure slash motivator, coach Tough Guy McSofty, played by Thomas Jane. Oh, oh, uh, sorry. It's uh, Oscar season, so that's Aaron Eckhart. <laughs> the coach leads his team to victory with a rousing speech. Here's a clip. We will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. Not it. I don't no, think I this think is so. I also don't know how to turn it off. <laughs> We're going to survive. And so why would you want to today, turn this off? We celebrate this? our Independence Day. 
Oh, that's from the 33. All right. Uh, <laughs> the football player in this film is played by beloved Flintstone, Finn Whitrock. Punch, rock groin. <laughs> Buck, plank chest. Stump, junkman. Dirk, hard pack. Rip, steak face. Slate, slab rock. Broad, bone meal. You're welcome, audience. <laughs> and introducing Sarah Bolger. Wait, introducing? What do you mean? She was in uh, The Lazarus Effect. As I said, introducing Sarah Bolger. And I feel like we should be doing an NFL Films music bit, yeah. right? This is a football yeah. movie, you know, where we say the names of the cast underscored by the great music of the mm. NFL films. Yeah, yeah. But not a lot of the actors have football-sounding names. Hmm. The, the Crew! crew. The gridiron comes alive once again as the tale of the great Freddie Steinmark is told against the backdrop of the proud lineage of the Texas Longhorns. Telling his story are a bold and tough set of individuals dead set on telling a sports story for the ages. Your starting lineup for the crew of my All-American. Ben Brigham. Kel Cahoon. Carl Mazacone. John Pezzano. Frank DeMarco. Bruce Curtis. Rodney Becker. And makeup artist Ashley Walsh. <laughs> well, they can't all be winners. No, but the music can. Do they win the big game? Yes, but in a surprise twist, nobody can see the game because of all the waving flags. <laughs> My All-American. It's everything you loved about Rudy, but with different uniforms. <laughs> All right, there you go. Yay! Yes. So that's the sort of thing that comes out this time of year. I love the Oscar time of year. It's fascinating, like all the. Now, is this is this a legitimate Oscar contender? Do you think? Or are you just Probably no? Not, I mean, right? no. It is Rudy with different uniforms. It's yeah. the same story. Little guy thinks he can, gets on a team, makes a big play, dies. Well, Rudy didn't. He's die, a big though. guy. No, he's a little guy. In my my all American. Yeah. Like yeah. physically? No. I think, he's, I think he's like six feet. No, he's 140 pounds. That's why in the trailer it says really? he's at least 145 pounds. Yeah, he says tall. that in the trailer. <laughs> no, that's a very confusing scene. You're right. There's a scene there where he, he's racing a tall guy and he beats the tall guy and he says, You're pretty fast for a tall guy. Yeah. You think the tall guy is Rudy or Freddy. Oh. No. The, <laughs> the Freddy Rudy it's guy. Fun. Is Sean Astin playing this guy, Rudy Freddy? Oh, that's because <laughs> they got Freddy. that's because they got Finn Whitrock. <laughs> Finn Whitrock. Finn Whitrock is on American Horror Story, and he plays quite the psychopath. Is I he? thought Finn Whitrock mm -hmm. ran the uh, Buffalo Club with Fred Flintstone. I thought that was the <laughs> he's guy the Grand Poobah down at the lodge. The Grand Poobah down at the Poobah Lodge. You want to hear the real deal here for NFL films? Well, this is not. Maybe. This is the sure. Westwood One guy. Every time there's a football game, you get this guy. The wait is over. America's favorite sport returns. Your customers want it. I will never have that voice. Wow. Just will not happen. Is that the bad guy from Underworld? The werewolf from Underworld? It does sound like a werewolf. Every time I hear that guy, and he's you know he's he does still does the radio broadcast. You're listening to the NFL on Westwood. I mean, like, wow. When I guy. hear that voice, I want to have nachos and cheese. <laughs> Immediately. That's how he got that voice. I think so. Mostly cheese. It sounds like cheese. Very hot cheese to get that voice. <laughs> Very hot. David Lee, that's the guy's name. He's great. Uh, 140 this, pounds. This mile American and uh, the 33 are, are saddled with bad trailer music. Yeah. Was I there a bad trailer in well, Let me play American? a little clip of, yeah. Uh, the, of the, yeah. Can you hold up one more game? 
Whatever it is, you will meet the challenge. Oh, everybody's got a yodel now. Yeah. That is like a. That's how we're left. That's the end of the trailer. That's a rule. They start with that. They shoot a whole movie for that song with the mandolin. Here's the the 33. Say something. See you, old man. Up there. Wow. All you hear is the heartbeat boom. It's because he's running out of air, so he can't oh, finish right. the song because yeah. he's underneath the ground. You happy now, Paul? Paul dying. It sounds like the sounds like the bands they play when you go to AMC and there's always like a boy band playing through the speaker, but you've yes. never heard of them. <laughs> yeah. And then like a DJ comes on and goes, "That was Five Live Guys and with number one song uh, in the country. in a chair." Yeah, yeah exactly. Five like, Live Guys. You're like, <laughs> That's awesome. I've never heard of that in my life, and you never hear of them after. Yeah, crew cut squared. Live. <laughs> Five live guys. All right, listen, we played a goof clip from My All American earlier. Yeah, Yeah, we said we were playing a clip, and we played Independence Day. But we do have an actual clip from the film here to play for you. Good. Uh, My All American is about overcoming limitations, particularly Mm -hmm. and surprisingly, the coach, who in this early scene has to overcome an injury that's taken away his ability to give a rousing speech. (laughs) Let's uh, let's play the uh, clip here. Here we go. All right, guys, this is the big game, so let's go win. Is that it? Yep, just, well, you know, go go out there and uh, score more points than the other team. Is there any other, like, overarching reason we should do that? Sure, uh, winning, uh, winning is the only path to victory, maybe? But don't you think there's like a deeper reason for us to win? You know, maybe a, maybe a series of deeper reasons that escalates to make us want to win. Yes, yes, uh, of course, because um, all of us are here from different places for different reasons. Sure, absolutely, that too. But uh, <laughs> the one thing that unites us all: football. After all, look at how we're dressed. You don't think maybe the game, like you know, might symbolize something, like something greater, kind of. If we win this game, we will have shown this impoverished small town that miracles are possible. Uh huh. Yeah, there you go. And shown the world, uh, shown a world in need of heroes that anything can happen if we put our minds to it. If we win this game, then, and only then. Will they call us winners? <laughs> okay, uh, they're probably waiting for us. Yeah, I, I suppose we should just go play. Because winning, so. gentlemen, is the opposite of losing. I, I'm sorry, I, sw- I can get this, I swear. Let me try again, let me try again. All right, listen, we'll see you out there, coach. <laughs> That's the end. That was, that, was a, that was a clip. That, Paul, Paul, that was, that was a clip from the movie? That's <laughs> yeah, amazing. it was a clip from the movie. I stopped playing. It Let had, me stop it playing. Had, it had the appropriate music cue of just leaving us hanging. That's true. Right? Just like those other trailers. Yeah. All right, let's get to our final no. uh, movie. It's getting limited release this week, and I think you'll find out why after we preview it. Okay. Alert the medical community. We've mm. discovered a cure for insomnia. It's By the Sea. Oh Karen? 
Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt Jolie smoke and stare morosely into the distance in a movie that can only be described of as French. Here's a clip. She was a fever from which I will never recover. All heat and hunger. She inflamed my senses. And when she had devoured my very soul, please, when I had nothing left to surrender, she abandoned me to the wreckage of myself. Okay, that might have been an obsession cologne ad, but good luck telling them apart. Set in France during the mid-1970s, Vanessa, a former dancer, and her husband Roland, an American writer, travel the country together, and they seem to be growing apart. But when they linger in a quiet seaside, seaside town, they begin to draw close to some of its vibrant inhabitants. You know... I'm leery of any movie that uses the word linger in its plot description. <laughs> My guess is that James Bond doesn't do any lingering. When was the last time you saw Tom Cruise linger? <laughs> I'll sum up the plot based on the second trailer, along with the music from it, because if you were to choose music as a parody, it would sound like this. <laughs> Brad Pitt stares at the sea, sadly, while Angelina Jolie lounges on a hotel balcony. Sadly, Brad Pitt just can't write. <laughs> Angelina Jolie can smoke. Angelina sees something. It's the dresser. It's behind the dresser. It's a peephole. They hate each other. They hate each other. They really hate <laughs> each other. They despise each other. <laughs> And I blame the sea. So there you go. Wow. Either Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie traveled back in time to star in a 1970s European art film, or Seltzer and Friedberg, the creators of Disaster Movie, have finally gotten around to parodying Michelangelo Antonioni. That's a good joke. But why do they hate each other for every second of this movie? For that, one of us will have to go see By the Sea. Ah. Then again, maybe one of us won't. <laughs> In the end, why pay for By the Sea when you can get an overly serious Angelina Jolie for free? She's everywhere. everywhere. She the trailer is mostly Brad and Angelina lounging around and smoking cigarettes. She's popping pills. He's drinking alone at the bar. They walk places, drive places. In between, they slap each other around a bit. Otherwise referred to as a day in the life. Is there something you'd like to tell us, Angelina? Blink three times in a row if you need our help. You see, when a regular guy does something stupid at home, all he has to do is buy his wife some flowers or maybe tickets to the ballet, but Brad Pitt has to star in one of his wife's movies. Ah! Oh man, from the looks of this, Brad Pitt must have screwed up big time. <laughs> Rich and beautiful people are unhappy. Is there any hope for the rest of us? <laughs> now, after some of his music was featured in Rock the Casbah, Harry Nilsson Month continues, Ooh. as Perfect Day does an ample job of creeping up the proceedings in this film's original trailer. Oh yep. No good can come of this song. No. It's the perfect <laughs> it's part. I'm reading the next joke. <laughs> I look forward to Lime and the Coconut showing up in Creed in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Rated R for strong sexuality, which really beats the weak sexuality put up last week for the Peanuts movie. Sheesh. You know, we don't say sheesh enough in everyday conversations. Let's change that. Spoiler alert. 
they end up with a bunch of kids. There you go. When I first heard about this, it sounded great. Why? Love Brad Pitt. But the uh, word is, it's quite the vanity project. Oh, it, 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 to it, me it looks that way from the lo- first frame of the trailer. He's, yeah. he's sitting on the beach all by himself, sullen, and the waves are crashing. Oh but how often do you get to see this self-indulgent <laughs> shit, man? This is like this is like a drug. Like I want to see this movie so bad. Did you notice it began with the old Universal logo? Yeah, it did. Ah. Yes, it, did. it is trying to be a '70s total like Fellini film, like art film. I'm so excited for this. Movie. All right, Christy Brinkley is... was on Howard Stern this week, and they brought up a point where <laughs> they asked her why she didn't do any nudity when she was younger, and and obviously perfect. Does she do it now? No, no, no. She oh, doesn't do it now. Okay. But she just said that she knew someday her dream was to have children and she didn't want those pictures to resurface so she thought long term but there was a tiny bit that Howard brought up and said but don't you wish when you were in your absolute Mm. prime you had taken a couple pictures just to have that's why I do it right exactly where's my phone (laughs) so she said no I never did that just because of my children but let's think about this movie Angelina Jolie is getting older and so is Brad Pitt they're getting older they're in their absolute prime for a really you beautiful think, movie you think there's boobies in this I don't know if there's boobies <laughs> in it but they're both gorgeous they would right be now. her yeah, they would be they her are. aftermarket boobies they would be that's right? true I want to see the aftermarket boobies I'm not saying it's you know, nudity I'm this, saying there's perfection in them this right is now a good point there's not a lot of movies where you can catch Elizabeth Taylor and uh, um, Richard, Richard Burton, Burton. Richard Burton yeah, like right? taming of the shrew Exa- I think, yeah, 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 exactly. she was a hot or mess in that I'll take my Mr. and Mrs. Smith and leave it at that. How about that? Okay, yeah, that's true. Where it all began for them. I love how (laughs) pretentious this looks. I mean, you don't really really... get like a good pretentious film this uh, that often, you know. But but they're so good. Do you think maybe they're just trying to lure us in with these guys are full of themselves, and then they're gonna flip it and it's gonna be a great movie? Could happen. Oh, I I hope so. But I mean, I'm I'm not holding that mulatto. But I, th- I, but I, but I, there's some, yeah. There, that is, oh, go ahead. There are two trailers out there, mini trailers. Yeah, there are, I there, only yeah. watched the one where there's no talking. Yeah, yeah. that's the one we played. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I, I watch, you watch crazy. the one where there's no talking. Yeah. It's just so it's self-indulgent. No, there's talking in neither. Just so you know, you, is didn't, you didn't see that one. Also, no talking. You think there's talking? No, there's there's one where they talk. Oh. There is. And I stopped watching I it. I'm this. like, this is ruining it. This is <laughs> talking can only make this movie even worse because it really is morose staring and smoking that is of the Frenchest sort. That it's got to be self-conscious. If that's what's so kind of brilliant about. She it. doesn't like, even shave oh, her pits. That's how French this is. Really? I don't know. I'm making this up. I wouldn't watch her shave her pits. <laughs> but there is a scene of her just lying on the sofa on the uh-huh. couch. It's not even a couch. It's one of those funky a chaise lounge. Yeah, yeah, with no real padding. French and depression like, couch. Yeah, it looks completely uncomfortable. <laughs> She's been there all day, <laughs> smoking. I've I always know. said that. I've always said that those Ocean's Eleven guys. I, I forget who cast that movie. I, I learned it one day because it's worth bringing up all the time because it's such a well cast movie full of yeah. such brilliant actors and those three main guys, Damon Clooney and Pitt, just continually find themselves in great projects but even Pitt knew maybe I shouldn't do Monuments Men and here he is in this <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know he's in a couple Told of you, he, screwed up. Be, he screwed up he screwed up he's in the dog house. he left one of the kids at the grocery mm-hmm. store 
he, he miscounted in the on the way. He, he thought he had all twelve. I had all eight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't put me in the one about the POW who's a runner. All right, but the next one about the beach in Malta. But you left sunrise <laughs> at the Whole Foods, so you're in this one. We could also make that argument uh, that we do where someone has a movie made just because they want to go on location. True. Because this, oh, oh, yeah. this is a vacation in France yeah. movie. Adam Sandler effect. They just want to go to France Absolutely. and they want the studio to pay for it. Exactly. This does reek of that. We'll squeeze a movie in, but uh, I want to go see the Louvre. Yeah, we'll write it when we get there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a 10-second break. Maybe five minutes for us, but only 10 seconds for you. The magic of this show. But when we return, we will have the writers and co-stars of The Funhouse Massacre, Renee Dorian and oh Ben Begley here. Ooh. So stay with us. <laughs> We are back with our guest segment. And joining us for the rest of the show are what we could call a power couple. Yeah. yeah. Why not? <laughs> they are the writers of a new film in which they both appear, The Funhouse Massacre. They are also actors in many other projects. Renee Dorian has appeared in Blackish and Scandal, and Ben Begley has shown up in the likes of Parks and Recreation, and recently Supergirl, if IMDb <gasps> is to be believed. Yeah. Please welcome Renee and Ben. Yay! Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thanks for you played Metallo. Did you play Metallo, the man with the kryptonite heart? I wish. No, I, I play played that. Toby, the guest star. <laughs> I played Toby, the guest star who got cut down to one line. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to Hollywood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but I'm sure you it's nailed that line. It's such an arc. I killed that line. Oh, that line and is And all of murder. the work you had to do to get that line. Oh, yeah. That's what the people back home don't know. Yeah. That's yeah. a lot of work. Yeah. But it's funny because all my friends back home were still excited. They were like yeah. hitting me up like, you did great. And I'm like, if you happen to take a potty break for 30 seconds, you missed the scene entirely. But it's so funny how like, they, I think they get it. They're like, hey, that's really cool, man. I'm a terrible cool. wife because I still haven't even seen it. And he's like, it's it. okay. It's just one line. I'm like, oh, I'm I did not sorry. say that. Producer I'm just kidding. I did not say I'm that. Just I did not <laughs> say it's okay. Went from six pages. Yeah, I, I say that line. we should watch every episode Absolutely. of Producers of Supergirl. <laughs> and he should come back he so should, we can watch all of I've, the episodes. I've tried to get after. hashtag who is Toby trending, and it, it, is, it isn't working. <laughs> and and so people well. were really like, who is Toby? Yeah, seriously, That's like, what's the, his, yeah, what, what, who? what are you talking about? Now, you're lucky because we have uh, the movie guys bump. That has happened a number of times, so you can look forward to that. You can look forward to two yeah. lines. Two lines. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. It's yourself, Hollywood dreams do come true. <laughs> well, I'm sure you will go into detail on what your film is all about, but let me just uh, lead into the Funhouse Massacre by mm -hmm. saying it's a bunch of crazy people mm -hmm. who populate uh, the likes of a not scary farm Halloween mm -hmm. Horror Nights type theme park. So kids think they're going in for thrills, and there's actual serial killers in there who are completely demented. And when you said crazy people, you don't just mean a guy who's a little wackadoodle. He means people who have been put away because they're certifiably crazy. Because they taxi and they've killed people. Uh, uh, yeah, people. They, they, they say these are like the the real Jasons and Freddies and, yeah. and yeah. Leatherfaces yeah. and everything like that. Did you base it upon some classic archetypes and stuff like yeah. that? Absolutely, the, yeah. The goal was, in our mind when we talked about it, is that we, we were thinking like, 
are there really only like five serial killers in a mm-hmm. decade or like five in like yeah. 25 years or whatever? I don't know why I'm so married to Michael this, this <laughs> number five. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, like Ted, so that's in the, in the trailer, it even says like Bundy, Gacy, Dahmer. Those oh, are the ones oh, that yeah, fall yeah. through the cracks. Mm-hmm. We house the real, the real villains, the real people that you only whisper about around the campfire. And Robert England does a great job say, uh, delivering those lines. But it's oh, like, yeah. we kind of thought that like, what if there's like, you know how like in something like 24, like CTU stops all these terrorist attacks. We don't know about what if like there yeah, has to be a, I mean there there's I mean, all there these killers yeah. like I, it's it's a conspiracy theory maybe we're starting on our own but I really think that there's <laughs> there could be there's you know murderers that you don't see on when you search Google that when we saw a lot of what like murderers every time and that's kind of a creepy thing what to say when you search on at your dinner table it's a weird thing it's a weird thing to search it's a weird thing to search Google you know you found the right woman that's right to answer to answer your question about basing it on we did it it was a it was a love letter to our favorite slasher films, uh, to real life killers like uh, Jerry Burns' character Mental Manny is loosely based on like a Charles Manson archetype. Mm-hmm. Now, but do then, you realize you're not helping yourself by saying it's a love letter to serial killers? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, selfie. Um, but it's I'm also text that to general. We like to throw in. We wanted to throw in some comic book villain flair right. too. So it's a and lot it, like it's a little bit of like Arkham Asylum exactly. meets real life serial killers. Because as we talked about before, real life so- serial killers get Are creepy. Get really creepy gets, real fast. Dark. Yeah. And so we didn't want it to be like a dark film where people just feel yeah. weird. You want to go in and, and kind of root for the bad. Like yeah, you can't have guy. a yeah. You can't have a fun, entertaining like, horror comedy. Because real serial killers get real, yeah. real, it's, like... It's dark. But Jason Voorhees dark. never, never chased, dark. like, a naked teenager down the street that he had locked in his basement. You know, like... Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, that's something he, he just, actually No, did. that only <laughs> happens in Ohio. And when you watch the 80s, 90s <laughs> slashers, you're kind of rooting for the bad guy, you know? Like so Freddy, yeah, yeah, definitely yes, like, like a Freddy Krueger. You're like, oh, you, I mean, or, yeah. I kind of want to see him win because he's so fun. There I want him to There was a real shift in the way they shot those films. Like, suddenly, the killer's POV camera was... Built exactly. in the '80s with Friday the Thirteenth, yeah. yeah. suddenly are taking their perspective and sort of yeah. uh, this very like, voyeuristic, weird kind right. of like you do with yeah. cameras yeah. now. Yeah, and you're becoming yeah. they're sort of sympathetic to their way of <laughs> looking at the world, and it's strange. And but you know, put you, put the viewer in a whole new place. And that's yeah. what we kind of And you start and you start out really creepy, but then you start to have fun. I think yeah. I think the, the layout of meeting all these characters yeah. is really creepy. That's the goal. And it gets weird. So they, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so all these people get released and end up being and yeah. people in, in the yes. fun house. Oh. So, and so the kids that are coming to the fun God, house to go get so scared scary. for Halloween are like, oh, this is hilarious. And people start getting And Adam, off. you would like this one scene where the, the different killers have different ways of doing it. One is a chef and they're going into this fun house that has been set up for actors to play them uh-huh. and they just get irritated that it's not set up correctly. <laughs> He's like, he yeah. says, this isn't how I would have it and he fixes it the way that he yeah. would have it because that's how he killed people. And my, my favorite line is he he goes, no, the portions are all wrong. Yeah. I didn't run a goddamn cheesecake factory. factory. Yeah. <laughs> and he throws like, because there's, there, the, you know, funny. we the goal was just to have a really fun ride and exactly. not take it too seriously. And just have a good, t- yeah, exactly. We I love slasher right. films. We love yeah. silly, gory, fun horror Easy films. Easy movies sometimes. You know, you, you go in these movies not like Beyond the Sea and they're giving oh. these sultry looks. <laughs> That's what it's called, right? Beyond, no, beyond, beyond the, the Sea. Yep. Yeah. Beyond, beyond the Sea is the, the, Bobby the lively oh. Bobby Darren oh. story. Oh. Yeah. That's fun, yeah. It's actually fun. Okay, maybe, okay. Then Wait, let me play a clip. Let me play a clip. This is actually a straight up teaser at 30 second thing to let you know what the Funhouse Massacre is all about. People are literally losing their heads to get in here tonight. 
That looks so real. Do you know what's happening out there? You mean the deranged serial killers who are pretending to be haunted house characters and killing everybody? Ah, there was so much more blood than I expected. <laughs> Monsters. Even God is afraid of. There we go. That is that is <laughs> that the gravitas of Robert England. Yeah. Which is there's not only a Robert England sighting, but there's a Clint Howard sighting. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. It's a movie. <laughs> In a big role. You know, yeah. not just like areas for fun. I mean he's the one of the he's, he's the taxidermist mm-hmm. killer. Yeah, I can't ruin the scene between, but our scene with Clinton, uh, the four of us and Clint, is one of my favorites in the movie, and I, I can't ruin it because a big thing happens in that, but it's right. uh, it's so fun. He was such a fun and guy to work with. And filming that day was so much fun, too. He's such Clint. an interesting human being and such a cool guy, yeah. and just like, he was so jazzed about it, and he's been really supportive since. And Robert England, too, was like the oh. nicest guy on the planet. The guy so nice. Yeah, the guy, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, tell him about the, when we, I don't want to keep rambling but about the when we met him in his dressing room and he just starts rehearsing yeah he basically had obviously his lines were memorized and he was like okay I was thinking I'm gonna deliver it like this you know and then I'm gonna focus on these certain words and is it okay if I change like one of the words and we're just like he said actually he was like do you mind if I invert that's okay Robert he specifically said do you mind if I invert this line and we're like yeah who cares (laughs) people have been slashing lines please keep invert that line please did you take them all the way back to Ohio with you yeah. Yeah. Cool. They all They flew Robert England went to out for, Town, he, he shot for Ohio. two days. Yeah. Where did you shoot it? Middletown, Ohio. We, Middletown, we said we want to make a cool movie, and we want to just like Adam Sandler. You know, we're like we're gonna make a movie with friends, and a we're vacation gonna go to, to Middletown. Middletown, Ohio. <laughs> that's that's how you do it. That's get, how you do it. Get somebody else to pay for that vacation. That, that's yeah. right. Keep it <laughs> to real. Middletown, Ohio. Oh. Yeah. At, at this great actual theme park called Land of Illusion. Yeah, actually, that place oh, cool. was really. So awesome. most of our sets were already in existence. Made. Like there was already a creepy kitchen set, and so they just had to kind of the clown maze was the terrifying. The clown maze was already there. Dude, Ooh, I spent most of my time in, in the clown movie. maze. Yeah. Do you guys have They're a fear right. of clowns? Because you really I nailed the fear of, of clowns. I sort like, of. I sort of. I'm a little afraid of them have, after that. Yeah. Like, I never really did growing up or anything. Clowns never scared me. But the older I get, the creepier they are to me. And I'm just like, yeah. I can't. I can't. Like, whenever we go to Halloween Horror Nights, I'm like, do not make eye contact with the clowns. I don't know. Do not. Just keep walking. I don't know go. if I am. I have a thing with chainsaws. Chainsaws freak me out. Like when we go to haunted houses and a chainsaw happens, last one we went to, I was like, I'm out. And I just ran out of the and left her in there. <laughs> yeah. well, I felt a little bad about Let that. Let me tell you a little something, Ben. One time my uh, house, we I live out in the country in western New York, and there was this terrible storm and so a lot of the trees fell into our yard and so my dad, he'd always wanted to have a wood-burning stove so we, we put one of those in the house and we had tons of wood. So he bought a chainsaw he went outside, he was doing his chainsawing, and that went on for about a week, and it was getting near Halloween. One day, he came into the house, and he was as white as a sheet, and he had the chainsaw in his hand, and he looked at my mom and said, take me to the hospital. And there was blood on the chainsaw, and he had cut oh. the top part of his leg oh. because he went through the branch and into his leg. Oh, my And it God. was absolutely, my mom at first thought, oh, it's Halloween, but then clearly, he was bleeding. And oh, he wow. was fine, but it was frightening. Oh, that is oh. scary. He, had the, he didn't even put the chainsaw down. He was just like, take me to the hospital. No, take me no, to the hospital. No weapons. Just in case they can put take right. any flesh off of this chainsaw <laughs> and it solder back. it back onto my leg. Uh. Oh, God. I'll bet that left a mark. Yeah. My favorite characters in the film are the two DJs who oh, are happy yes. to do a live remote from the... 
They're Park. really good. Yeah. My yeah. favorite awesome. actor was the guy in the green shirt. Uh, is I, it uh, Carlos Ellis Rocky and Robert, Robert Peters play the two DJs? And he Carlos is funny. a good friend of ours. He's the guy with the beard. Oh, no, it's the, the, other the other guy. And Robert oh, Peters Robert. is so, so funny. So he was funny. everything so funny. he would just kind of throw out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we were like we we it got to, we, we were very lucky because we got to see some of the cuts before they you know really got rid of some of the the things like the excess fat we should say and You're, certain things that Robert was throwing in. I'm like, oh please, please don't cut that because it's so genius and they didn't yeah it's just everything was just he throws in these great little things under his breath like and when he's looking at animal an animal has a flavor saver thing and he goes uh and and he eats it and they're grossed out and he goes uh you want us to pull Pull up pull the around to the back of the beard back of the back of the back of the back of the beard it's just so funny how he he does these little things no don't do it he's so good (laughs) and he's the nicest guy but we really lucked out with our cast we did we got i mean for first time writers and everything we got a lot more say and control and we got to we got to sell the script based on the 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 idea that they had to cast us in the roles we that wrote was for ourselves. In our contract, we were like, okay, and Good. and we'll we give we got to sit in on casting. Mm-hmm. The, everybody in the cast, from top to bottom, from like Jerry Burns to Robert England to like the main Scotty core Thompson, group of friends, Chastity and all them. Everybody, everybody so nice. was just we all became. We feel friends. like we're we got kind of spoiled with everybody now. <laughs> yeah, we really did. Now we're kind of nervous. Like, oh, I hope because you like just this. every time somebody new, like kind of higher profile came, you were like, oh, here's. The, the diva's gonna come this day and then it never happened everybody was super everybody cool just was there and I'm not just saying time. that because we're promoting but they were all really awesome they were all really nice people and we've all become friends since then now everyone writes a script in Hollywood how did you do the impossible which is having it made and released yeah. in an actual theater that people can walk into. It's pretty crazy. Uh, well, we got married last year, and on our honeymoon, we, we've had this idea for a couple years now because we love going to Halloween Horror Nights. And we got the idea at Universal yeah. well, While Nights. we were there walking around, we are like, one day, what if, what if... Congratulations. Oh, oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're bowing. We, uh... Um, because we it was it was specifically when a guy was getting like cut and they and they sprayed water blood. on us. We were like, yeah. oh, what if there was real blood? And then it was like, <gasps> we're like, oh my god, Eureka. what if we should write a movie? So we had this idea. We started uh, working on it, and then we got we, engaged. We had a rough draft right before all kinds of all, wedding stuff yeah, happened. All it was wedding. very rough though. Weddings are a production. Add that to your wedding yes. preparation. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so we kind of went own uh. production, and then we after while we're on our honeymoon, we're like, okay, wait a second. We produced a wedding. And we had family members, and everybody were that everyone's at their you know highest peak of drama, and we made it happen. We can make a movie happen. Let's We're like, do how this. hard could a movie? Yeah, how be? hard could a movie be? <laughs> Let's see. And so we went back and we re- revised it, and Ben posted on I, Facebook. I happened. It was so cra- it's crazy. This like, is the craziest thing. You don't think about it so when you're on Facebook. Or I ha- I happen to just post because I like to. It's not in a bragging way or anything. It keeps me accountable when I'm working on something. I happen mm-hmm. to post like. Excited to have finished the third draft of our new horror comedy. That's it. Nothing like... And the guy who ended up directing it called me and was like, what's the pitch and what's the budget? And they had worked with uh, Renee before, Andy and Warner, on... Um, who are the producers? On a, on a, uh, indie, on a indie, indie drama film. called Awaken, and then they helped produce a web series that we did called Cludeless that Renee wrote. And so I pitched him the idea. He was like, when can you send me the script? I'm like, now? And then we optioned it Thanksgiving. It sold January 13th, and then we were casting and in pre-production and... Filming March 25th to April wow. 19th. It was and now it's in theaters insane. less than a year wow. since we optioned it. So and it's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's one of those things awesome. that like 
my writer buddies just want to punch us in the face. <laughs> yeah. And and I, I realize that. I, I hope people know that we recognize that we hit this like lightning in a bottle, just like total serendipitous thing that happened. It, it wasn't it wasn't one of those things though where it's like, oh, I think we should be writers and let's write this feature and see <laughs> yeah. what happens. We have been doing. We've been other, doing a lot. We've of been st- doing we've been a lot. Trying of for a while to for, write yeah. like we we've been writing a lot more short form stuff like web series and things. We've been trying to write pilots and then just things to get ourselves <laughs> out there because we realize that you're not going to be put in the roles that you really want to do. So make you know, roles t- even though yourself. Toby was a fantastic role guy. <laughs> <laughs> You hear that, producers of Supergirl? <laughs> you hear that? You hear that? No, everybody was great on Supergirl, but yeah, it's so, it's yeah. Uh, you know you get. Well, I'm sure everybody experiences that. Where like we were saying, you clamor for, you drive all the way. It was we were talking before. You drive all the way to Santa Monica to maybe have a look in a commercial audition, mm-hmm. or say like I'll take cheese with that, you know, or something really mundane. And so you you struggle to try and get these very minimal things. And so then eventually we're just like, I guess we should just write what we want to do and, and hope it happens. Yeah, it kind of helps us keep focus, too, when there are... Because no the lulls, the lulls, in. The are, lulls are just like, why am I? What am I doing with myself? Why am I not? Why am I not getting this? Why I should be doing this? And instead of doing that, it's like, okay, I'm gonna focus all that negative energy and actually put it on paper and see what you never know where it can go. Yeah. And it helped. I mean, it led us to making a movie. Well, auditions have come your way because I did pick out a couple things I want to talk about from your IMDb page. Sure. Uh-huh. Because Uh-oh. I saw where Ben, you were on the crazy ones. Yeah. The crazy ones, of course, with Robin Williams. Yeah. Who's now left us but yeah. I, th- I wondered if there was any sort of uh, uh, story from that set yeah it's it's, so That's, it's such a cornball podcast no, no, no. question it's but do so you have any set story, yeah I do actually stories? I'm glad you asked that because what I was f- it like meeting him I love I actually love sharing this story because uh, somebody like Robin Williams who's this comedy icon and who's this legendary person uh, could be anyway in Hollywood. He could just have an ego and everything. And I had actually met him prior to the crazy ones with Renee one night when I was doing a show at UCB at like 11 o'clock at night. He was in line for coffee at, uh, the, bourgeois at the Bourgeois Pig. <laughs> and Renee, he's behind us and Renee's looking at me and she looks over and then she looks back she comes back and hides herself behind me and goes, Robin Williams is behind us. And I'm like, what? Don't turn around. And I look Don't and I look and I go, around. oh my God, it's Robin I won't say what I said because I swore a whole lot. I was like, holy, <laughs> holy bleep, it's Robin Williams. What do I do? I say something and then we never said anything. And I go backstage and he's he's there and he ended up performing with our team. Oh. And he was the coolest guy ever and just really hung out with us. But anyways, flash forward to the crazy ones. Um, uh, On set with him, I only had a few lines. And the director wanted to try and cut one of the lines. And Robin Williams came out on a break and was like, hey, boss, because he called everybody boss. He's like, hey, boss, uh, they want to cut your line, but I'm going to throw you your lead in every other take just because I want to get it in there. Okay, boss? And I was like... Oh, wow. Thank you. And so every other take, you'd be like Bill, who was the director. He was like, Bill, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him the lead in, okay? And sure enough, that line made it to the episode, oh, wow. and it's like my only joke line in the episode. Nice. And it was so cool. And he didn't disappear. Him and Brad Garrett both didn't disappear and go to their trailer in between takes. They or setups. They hung out and were were wanting to know like what improv we were doing, what what our lives were like, what our stand up, what our background was in comedy. And when I'll never forget at the end, I know this is a very long rambly story, but <laughs> no, it's kind of crazy. fascinating. But I'll never forget at the end of the day when I was like, oh, I wanted to get a photo because I was getting a photo with Brad Garrett. And he was like, I was like, I was too embarrassed to ask. And he goes, no, get Robbie back. And they radio oh. to Robin Williams, who had already gone to his trailer and started to change. He put his shirt back on and ran back out and took a photo with us. And he was the one I, you know, I had a very brief interaction with him. It was like a 12 hour day, but he hung out with us most of the day. And he was an amazing human being. I get kind of choked up thinking about it because he was just such an amazing person. And it really, 
hit me and everybody, every single person who's ever worked with him said the same thing, that he was just a, a really giving person and he was really interested in us. It wasn't like I was talking to somebody who was an icon. It was like he was on our level and wanted to know more about us. And that was that's something I'll, I'll, I'll always cherish. It was amazing. I yeah, for the you. towards the end of his life there, he, he made a run on popping into improv yeah. shows. He yeah. did it over at Improv yeah, Olympic he, as well. He used to go mm-hmm. to shows that when he was going through AA and all that and, and, and his rehab, he, he went to shows that he had performed at on on whatever on drugs or on alcohol so he was going back to places it was part of his process i remember him saying in an interview he was going back to places and playing him sober this time mm-hmm. he was an amazing person man it was it's really sad but he was great not to bring the entire podcast yeah down. paul thank you hey, I, I was curious <laughs> oh my god you didn't realize but when you had you, us on the show that it's going to be a four-hour show. You have that to take with you for one day when people want to yeah. get photos. You can always remember, I should go take photos with these people yeah. or give them their line, you know, things like that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but so you didn't bring the mood down, but Renee, tell us about your last few hours with Corey Haim before he could... No, just, oh, <laughs> my uh, God! <laughs> I was like, oh. what? <laughs> no, but you guys, you, you mentioned Cluedless. Yeah. Uh, and so as a couple, you've worked on a number of different projects That's together? That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Were any of them horror as well or no? No, this no, is the first. This, this is was, the first. Yeah, yeah we started around. doing comedy sketches for YouTube and things like that, and we created a We shot like a 35 or something crazy Where we together. did live performances uh, called Dingus Con with a couple other comedians. And uh, Dingus Con. Then we moved on to writing a couple of web series, and then we were like, let's move on. Let's do something bigger. So, it was yeah, it was after been, well actually it was after two uh, no I wouldn't say failed attempts but uh, at web series where we had well, these you, web series yeah. that we put a lot of effort into and they didn't go as far as we wanted and we were like well, there's just so much you guys know there's so much because out the there market, on the web that you're like how do I get it seen yeah. it's just lost and so we were like why and then I, I had written a, I had written a pilot <laughs> that did, yeah boobs that's Bart's what we needed like, damn it a lot more boobs that's what I needed to do we uh yeah then I tried to write a pilot that just didn't it sat on people's desks and we were like what if we just try to do an indie horror film because we love horror and then that's kind of where, where it all came from. We're oh. lucky also because, oh, sorry, we have a lot of friends that are crew members. So we're always like constantly, hey, you've got a camera. Hey, you're, yeah. you want to be a director. Hey, you know, like, let's all do this. Let's let's just make it happen. Well, eventually you got Andy Palmer to direct. Did he have yeah. a history of, uh, or I haven't heard of Andy. So what, He did. Well, he directed um, a couple episodes of Clueless, Clueless. for us. He but does he, more okay. comedy, but now actually he the more two. films that he's done are more horror. Yeah, he did Find Me and Welcome to Kane, which mm-hmm. are two other horror films. One's a ghost one and the other one's kind of like a Twilight Zone one so this was his first like slasher horror comedy he does a great job though i, I he's he's a blast to work with he's such yeah, a he's nice got guy a great energy on set Even and about about that adam had hinted earlier that we wanted to find out your favorite slasher movies yeah oh, oh yeah i'm a big fan that's so tough i know I I think it's it's tied. Can it's I have debatable. a tie Absolutely. in this category? Yes, because my tie would be between the original Halloween and Nightmare on Elm Street, because I feel like Halloween is a pure slasher film and just like it's it's, it's the granddaddy of all slasher films, and it scared the crap out of me when I was younger. And then Nightmare on Elm Street, though, I think is kind of a more playful, mm-hmm. fun, imaginative slasher. So I like them yeah. both for different reasons equally. Um. As a little, I used to watch horror films all the time as a kid growing up. And if you asked me then, and probably still now, even though I haven't seen it in years, Poltergeist was my favorite. Uh, absolutely. My favorite mm-hmm. horror film. Not a slasher, I, but I could it's not, not sleep It's not a slasher. That's that. right. Yeah, it's Just not. Horror. But it, oh my God. I was obsessed with that movie as a yeah. kid. I don't know what the hell was but wrong slasher, with me. I think but Freddy I just, was your, I, yeah, Freddy Freddy's your slasher guy. Definitely, definitely. But I, I, I was just trying to think like of all time because mm-hmm. we were talking about what's your favorite yeah, movie. Well, the scariest movie of all time is Jaws because it keeps people from swimming. 
That is yes, the that ultimate. Is yeah. very, Nothing yeah. is still, more effective than that You still hear that, that music. I, you still hear that music woods. when you swim. I watched, I watched that movie in a pool at the community center in Akron, Ohio, and I remember sitting on a raft watching Jaws and just being like, <laughs> I mean, it's a chlorinated pool, but your brain is like, <laughs> something's in here. Yeah, they did that at a hotel this summer, somewhere in Santa Monica. They just oh, filled yeah. the pool with people and showed jobs. Can you imagine watching that at a lake or something? Yeah. Or like uh, in the ocean? In the oh, ocean. that'd be yeah. a terrible they, idea. In ocean screening. <laughs> it's like the time I saw Twister at a drive in, and the part where the drive in gets destroyed, <laughs> it started lightning and thundering, and all of us were like, Ugh, We gotta go. Guys? Premonition. Is this bad? Should we leave? We stay. I had that for contagion. That Steven Soderbergh oh, movie God. about the illness. A guy literally passed out, and someone yelled, "Somebody get a doctor!" And we're looking around, like, "Is that in? The, is that surround sound?" <laughs> oh. The lights came up, and the dude is like passed oh, out. They got in the hospital, came, took him away. That's, that movie. Came. Hospital oh. showed up, took him away. That movie made me afraid to get in public places for like six yeah. months mm-hmm. after it. I can't watch that movie. Then they ever started again. it up again. And we're like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Must we?" laughs> the beginning, dude. Everybody's like, can you tell us what was wrong with him first? Is that the zombie apocalypse starting here? Well, outside of slashism, what is your favorite movie of all time? Do you want to go first? I would say The Wizard of Oz for me. That is not Poltergeist. That is of all time. It's not Poltergeist. If I was was stuck on an island, I could watch that movie every day. I could and feel and find happiness. But I would be on an island as well, so I would probably just be happy. You'd have to hook up wait, some wait. sort of a bike situation <laughs> so you could generate electricity. <laughs> but other than that, it'd be perfect. That's very true. Or if you have true. a portable DVD player yes. that you could hook I up could to hook a solar-powered it, panel. Exactly. <laughs> Had, yeah. the, had the coolest thing happen, I got, my mom is a huge fan of Wizard of Oz, mm-hmm. so I got her for Christmas because they got a, you know, they're, they're upgrading their TV and it's like not much extra to get a 3D TV and a 3D Blu-ray, it's just, it's easy now. So they have a 3D TV, 3D Blu-ray, so I got, they had converted Wizard of Oz to 3D. Oh yeah. Oh wow. It is HD Blu-ray 3D, so Whoa. it's rare to get a chance to see a movie like that that I've seen a yes. hundred times. For the first time. Can, yeah. I, can I ask what it's you crazy. thought of that? Because he got the you got the HD Blu-ray for me, and it almost took me out of it a little because you could see the backdrop. Mm. It's so crystal Waving. clear that I was like, no, yeah. no, the backdrop is that's no, it's that's real. Oz. Yeah, that's, that's Oz. Oz is real. It's that's real. True. It's but I think sitting. 3D might fix that. 3D might yeah. make it. I haven't I seen know. it in 3D, so. And then she revealed that when she was, this is her favorite movie, but when she was a kid, she saw it on a black and white TV for the first 10 times. Oh, heard of she that. never knew it goes to color. That's hilarious. So now she's Whoa. watching it on Blu-ray oh HD. Oh my gosh. That's real funny to think so, about. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. Oz just looks a lot like Kansas. <laughs> Boring. <laughs> What's so special? Everybody's shorter. So imagine <laughs> defeating the. Imagine the filmmakers just being like, <laughs> why is technology at home not caught up? Oh. And your film? Oh, my film. See, it's tough because I feel like uh, the original Star Wars trilogy as oh. a whole are my favorite films, and I know I'm not supposed Pick to one. say. No, it is my if fault you're on because an I, it, I figured it's assumed. When I ask, what is your favorite movie of all time? I mean, besides Star Wars. Okay. Oh. Then, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Then it would be two, then it would be one of two movies. And I know this that sounds crazy, but Leon the Professional mm. for the longest time was one of my favorites. But then the Avengers came along, and I feel like the Avengers is my desert island movie. Where like it just makes me happy. Leon so can kind of get you down at the end and all that. It's a sad ending, but the Avengers, the first Avengers movie. I just put that in, and it's like, it's so fun. It's so much fun. And Avengers 2 is great, too, but the first one would probably be my Desert Island movie. Mm. It's funny. You should mention that. Just today on Instagram, um, a friend of the show, Justin Bowler, posted uh, a, somebody ranked some website out there, because that's what they do. They make lists. Mm-hmm. They ranked 
the superhero movies. Dark Knight was number one. Avengers was like twelve. What? Or something like that. And but but and I said Dark Knight is a brilliant movie. I love it, but it's more of a dark crime thriller. Yeah. Than capturing mm-hmm. superhero essence as the Avengers did. Yep. I mean that movie fires on all cylinders. 100%. All personalities are a hundred percent. The action is amazing, and the fact that it caps off four years of a plan so yeah. well it's is never just been beyond done everything. Before it's no. it's all it's just such a monumental achievement. I just I can't and even get over it. A movie like Dark Knight is a superhero movie, but The Avengers is an actual comic book yes. movie. Mm-hmm. It feels like reading a comic book. Yeah, mm-hmm. without doing some. BS Hulk thing where it's pretending to turn a page for me or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't need you to simulate page. <laughs> I, do, I do remember that. Are you kidding me? But also, I remember when Spider-Man <laughs> came out. That was the first bright action uh, yeah. superhero movie well, after yeah. Tim Burton ushered in uh, everything's dirty. Even X Men, we're yeah. wearing black now and everything. But Avengers is bright and fun and still has danger and excitement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a yeah. long crossfade from black leather to the Avengers at the beginning of Age of Ultron jumping in that ultimate. Oh, first that amazing shot at the beginning. You're of like, all of them in a line, just it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's a comic book. I'm there's like green. There's blue. Captain America so was wearing his Captain America. They didn't, I know, they didn't change blue. it to be like some kind of yeah, hip and cool thing. I mean, it's a little muted. But Black leather still, Hulk. it's it's, yeah. it's Captain America, and I think that's I that's when I go to a comic book movie, I want to go and kind of kick back and enjoy it and laugh and have a fun ride. I do love the Christopher Nolan Dark Knight movies, but I, I do think the third one's kind of weak sauce compared to the rest. But I, I do I prefer a more fun comic. I love the other kind, and and I'm sure Batman versus Superman will be something, but uh, I I prefer the Marvel way mm-hmm. of doing things with this where it's just fun it's just a blast to watch but i also love the marvel effect the fact that they're even doing superman versus batman of oh yeah never, never would have happened, happened. <laughs> they couldn't get a superman movie made for 15 years no yeah oh yeah i'm excited to, i'm excited to see batman versus superman of i think course, it'll be, I think it'll be fun and uh, <laughs> it's amazing wizard of oz is good too and you know the afi top 100 thing is cool too if you like if you like cinema treasures no, actually, when I see Wizard of Oz, I see something new every time I watch it. Right. It's a yeah. beautiful movie. And did you, do you guys still think that someone, do you remember that rumor where someone uh, hung themselves? It's like, a turkey. It's is a that bird. real? Is that a real moment? I still like, I think did it's it a bird. It's a bird. Right? Yeah. Or a guy in a bird suit. But why was that some, why, why was that a thing? I don't know, but the first time I saw the three men and a baby kid in the window, oh, that, oh, I jumped terrifying. out of my freaking seat. Yeah. 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 He's looking right at you. You know, like this yeah, one. that's true. It's scary. Yeah. Still, if you see the clip, you're wasn't like, it, uh, wasn't it like a kid it? on set, or wasn't it? Or was no, it, it was a poster board. They said. Uh, yeah, that's some, what they said. Some fake movie. I Ted think Dance's it's a character real ghost. Yeah. I think it's a real ghost. I do too. All right. Well, it's time to move on to. <laughs> what did you see this week? I love how tenacious D that is. Yeah. <laughs> the so, pick of destiny, right so here. So table. Uh, what did you see this week? Paul and I went to see our Christ, our brand is crisis, and we both liked it. Our and Christ Paul, is our crisis branded. Paul <laughs> loved it. I was happy with Sandra Bullock. I thought she was great, and she was in a really great movie. But Paul loved it. You did love it every year. There is a veritable spate of badly reviewed movies where <laughs> one gets the shaft in, in uh, and doesn't deserve it. This is that movie this oh, year. Really? Our brand is Crisis oh. is really good. Awesome. Really good. I don't understand. Like some of the reviews, and I'm like, what were people saying? And they're like, wasn't satire enough? You know. But it's like, okay, well, <laughs> maybe it's not a satire at all. Maybe if they go too far into satire, they lose the realism that they have in this that they're still having a ton of fun with. And Billy Bob Thornton is so strong and compelling as an actor in this. He really is showing 
his chops. He's and, really great. And where has a big role for him been lately? I mean, right. he yeah. When he made the back to back Simple Plan, I know I haven't seen that yet though. I know when he made Simple Plan, uh, Monsters Ball, movie. Man Who Wasn't There. Those three moves, I'm like, this guy's really good. And then he kind of got relegated to secondary roles mm -hmm. in a lot of stuff lately. But this is a great, thick, rich. He got relegated funny. to like the bad Santa type character for a while, where hey, he just. Bad yeah, Santa I love, I love, ba I love bad, I love bad Santa, but he. <laughs> bad Santa is one of my favorite comedy, uh, Christmas comedies, but he did get relegated to well, that. We just saw of. Entourage, you know, and he's like a yeah. guy in that who's a money guy, yeah. in the, like three or four scenes. Mm. Yeah, but this is a real. He's the antagonist, and he is quite an antagonist, and he's not like a over the top one. He's just smooth, and he's always getting the best of Sandra Bullock, and she can't handle it, and it's fun, <laughs> you know, and she's got to be him more than win the election for those of you who don't know what the movie is it's a Bolivian election that America gets its hand Crazy. its fingers in that they they two different American political strategists back different candidates and she has to get her guy to win but even more she's got to beat him and they have this great history and the dialogue the, the pace is really fast and sharp it's not like dull and hmm. laborious I thought it was a great movie and Sandra Bullock was fantastic you've convinced me I was yeah, not gonna yeah. I was not gonna movie pass it yeah yeah. Looks like it has a lot of personality, and it's it not does. that easy actually for movies to have personality. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. Where they, they, you're just like, well, I'm enjoying this person. I'm enjoying this. Yeah, without being super glib to where yeah. you're mm -hmm. like, oh, there's no stakes or too anything clever. here. They're just being yeah, too. And I believe like Entourage, where it's just super like, there's no stakes in Entourage. I enjoyed the movie, yeah. but I'm like, none of you guys are gonna get any <laughs> ramifications for any of your actions. Exactly. It's based on a true story, and her character was actually a man. Well, really? Yeah, George Clooney was supposed to play her. Isn't yeah. that fascinating? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. And well, then, and then he said. gave it to uh, to her, right? Is yeah. what I read about Probably after grab. Then yeah. can we say she really stretched for the role? If right? she was really an actress, yeah. she could have just went and played a guy. Played a guy. <laughs> ne never go full man. <laughs> uh, I did see Spectre, too. I guess I'm the only guy at the table who did. I know. I need to. Oh. Um, I, I, was, I love uh, I was underwhelmed. Really? really? Sadly. It seemed like that Spectre. when you said you uh, saw it. Yeah. I'm so voice. bummed. Yeah. But I won't go into details for those mm. of you. I've seen, been enjoying so watching all the ruin. Roger Moore movies on Hulu. <laughs> They're all Which I watched uh, I watched uh, Moonraker this week. Oh. Just like the moon. That's, that's, that was our guess last week of where Daniel Craig's going next. We've rebooted everything in these last four movies. Yeah. yeah this one has snow sequences in it, and they go yeah. back to Mexico. All that's left is space. <laughs> Most of Moonraker is not in space. No, just There's the end. whole James Bond movie happens before they go to space. Oh, it's all over the place, though. It's a fantastic mess, but it's so fun. Well, isn't like none of the book a in fantastic space? mess. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That is a way to describe most Bond yeah, movies, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Up until Daniel Craig came along, yeah, they were a fantastic yeah. Fantastic mess. Yeah. yeah. The problem with this one is if you if you take a step back from it when it's over, you go, "Wow, that's not a Sam Mendes. That's not a movie Sam Mendes would make. Mm -hmm. huh. There's too many things wrong with it. That's what what happened. How come? Wait, the same director as Skyfall, right? Yeah, that's a bummer. But that's not a Sam Mendes movie either. Yeah, it kind of feels it to me. It's is a little, it? It's a little. It's a little professionally sharp. Yeah. It's uh, stylized as hell. It's adult and smart, like Road to Perdition and Jarhead and American Beauty. I mean, he's got mm -hmm. a thing going. I mean, he didn't come into Skyfall and suddenly make Moonraker. Wait, wait. you know. Did they accidentally make a James Bond movie then? Oh. Uh, no, because Skyfall was not it, technically. Skyfall is uh, like a British Batman. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, he had a butler. He had parents that had died. That it was like was a British hey, Skyfall. Right. Don't get me wrong. I love Skyfall, but it's like a British Batman meets Home Alone. At you the won't end. like yeah. this then because there's also too much family of Bond brought into this. He's not just I, having a Bond adventure. I love Skyfall, I but like I was like, wait a minute. That's Alfred. What's happening here? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's very strange. And there's a, there's a whole bunch of 
uh, it's tough to explain things without having. I heard Christoph Waltz is underutilized too, which is a bummer. Uh, he's good. It, his character, I don't like his character. Mm. <laughs> I, I, there's a, there's wow. again details. Man. Would be, details would be spoilers. It. Details would be spoilers. I'll still go with I'll my go movie pass. You should probably go. Oh, and, it, yes, and then go see our brand. <laughs> like well, that other I can't figure then out the names of part. these movies. Snowpiercer. Worst Bond song ever? What's the worst Bond song? Possibly. This is Writings on the Wall. It's the theme from Spectre. Here's here's what Who so sings it? Really? Sam not, Smith. Not, it's not Adele. Tell here's you that. Yeah. It is not Adele. Here's what's so horrible about this. Let's go ahead and turn it up again. At any moment in the Adele song or anything or uh, any Bond song, are we building up to something? And then you go... Live and let die, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a belting part. There's yeah. no belting There's part no belting. in it. This just stays like this. Like yes. a, oh, no, it gets even weaker. <laughs> but the problem is that opening na, 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 is is sort of bondy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But oh, yeah. the, I know, Gold finger. The, the days are gone when like even as recent as Casino Royale, they would take that theme and weave it into the yeah. movie's score. The score for this, Thomas Newman, who's great, but it's dull. It's a lot of actually he sucks. Yeah. And here's where he loses me. Here we go. Hit it. Oh, oh this is where he actually starts singing. Yeah. Come on. This is no. This sounds nothing. It's just like a ballad. Yeah, it's not it really. There's you know, nothing Bond about that. It's not an anthem. Here no, it's not. <laughs> now, at this point in Adele, she'd be belting. Boom. Yeah. Her face would be belted off by now. Just when I thought it couldn't get any worse. <laughs> yeah. So it that happened. It's interesting. Yeah. He went to falsetto land. Wow. The problem with this song, though, is it warrants itself to have a rather dull and lifeless opening sequence. Um, like I went back and watched Casino Rail because I think that Chris Cornell song is badass. Yeah, oh yeah. And it's really fun that they have huh. you know like all the different clubs and diamonds and hearts flying cool. around and hitting guys and stabbing them and everything. Yeah. This is just like. There'll be an image and with girls. It's very generic opening sequence. Oh, really? Which is kind of a shame. Casino Royale is still my favorite of all the Daniel Ca Craig movies. Same here. It's it's yeah. by far the it's a near perfect Bond movie. I just love it. Mm -hmm. I, I love it so much. I think it has so many layers to it. Skyfall is great, but I didn't love it as much as everybody else. I didn't go completely. I loved it because it's the only one I've she's seen. Never, she's never <laughs> seen. She's never seen a Bond movie, and she comes that into is, Skyfall. She's that's like, my that favorite. Was, that's that my was favorite. good. All right, Adam, don't let me down. What's up at the New Beverly? <laughs> So you know your movie pass is good at the New Beverly. Oh, I know. Oh, oh yeah. I know. So Adam goes every that. week. I love that theater. 35 millimeter. All right, here's what's going on at the New Beverly. First of all, it is a jo John Cassavetes marathon. I did miss <laughs> the Wild Angels last night. Uh, I had to work. But uh, there's, and there's John Cassavetes movies tomorrow night. But Friday night is... Every Friday the 13th movie oh. in order. Oh, great. That's our competition. Ah, we're screwed. Yeah. You gotta have to compete with that. 7 p.m. to however long it takes to show eight of those. Oh. I'm so excited. I have not felt less guilty about not seeing movies Wait, for the last starts, week. Wait, like, it starts at 7? How much yep. is the ticket Okay, so for they that? can still go to our movie $20. in the afternoon. Right. You can go to the matinee. Is your movie only that day? No, no, no. no, no. Oh, there you go. That's yeah, true. Cool. That's that's true. But it's opening. Fellow yeah. Friday the 13th. That is a good day to see it. It is. Horror movie. You wow. can do both. The whole thing? You know, That's I haven't seen crazy. all of the Friday the 13th movies. He's going to go do that instead. 
Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm going I'm to join you and be like, yeah, yeah, whatever. It's my movie. I don't care. Adam, do you it's sold bring, out, so you got to go see their movie. Do you okay. bring a Snuggie or something and so you're comfy the whole time? Like a pillow? By Snuggie, do you mean Vicodin and whiskey? Yes. yes. Wait, <laughs> that's a great combination. Oh, Do, man. Does it go through Jason X and Freddy versus no, Jason? No, just the eight Paramount ones. It goes to Jason yeah. Goes Holy to Hell. Moly. Jason Goes to Manhattan. Oh, oh, that's Jason it. takes man. So Jason goes to hell is in okay. okay. Jason goes to hell. No, they cut it off there. That's a fantastic. And one. Is that a new line? Does it go to new line after that? Is that, that is a, new yep. line. Yes, Jason. Jason goes to hell. Freddy versus wow. Jason the is one of my Freddy. favorites. That that's movie is crazy. ridiculous. That movie is ridiculous. Oh my god, what a great second watch that is because Ooh, that I, whole movie. You I've just watched like, a ten. It's a great tenth watch. Let me tell you, <laughs> that is a movie where you constantly have to see your TV. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is going on? They talk to the screen. They're just they're referring to they're sort of pissing on the legacy of uh, you know oh, uh, yeah. Freddie and all this. The thing. dude in the field that's like this Everclear is messing me up, and he's <laughs> drinking a pitcher of Everclear just it's so like, he can get caught on fire. You, you would be dead. Uh-huh. <laughs> you would be dead. Exactly. <laughs> Renee, did you see anything this last week? Okay, so not last week. No, I have not, unfortunately, had any time. But the like two weeks ago, can we say two weeks? Does sure, that work? absolutely. We could say I did it last week, but mm-hmm. really, it's, I'm mm-hmm. lying, and I'm not a good liar. Um, well, I'll cut that part out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, it was Black Mass. I saw that with oh, Johnny Depp, yeah. and oh, I freaking loved that movie. It's exactly what I wanted going into it. I was like, I really hope it's just. Like lots of gangsters and shotguns is and it, all that. Does it do all that? Does it push it all those does. buttons? It does. It does everything that I Johnny wanted. Johnny Depp is so good in it. And Johnny oh. Depp is fantastic. He's just so fun to watch because when you're watching, you're like, this isn't him. Like it, he's cool. completely a different character. He's super and dangerous. And sometimes, you know, when you watch Johnny really... Depp in his movies, you're like, oh, it's a little. Sometimes cold. the last like okay. eight. Yeah. I don't want to speak. You're bad. being a little too absorbed in that I character. I just yeah, <laughs> but I but for this, it doesn't feel. Hokey, it just feels so true, and yeah, I really, I really love it. He's scary. He's super scary in that movie. Was that the last movie we watched? Or did Uh, we watch one at home? I don't know. I saw Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. No, that that wasn't at home. How how is that? Because that looked like the return to form for teen movies, and there's boobies and kids acting like jerks. I wish. I wish. I mean, I went to the theater, and it was just me in the theater. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's... So that may have affected... I hate to, like, say anything bad about a horror comedy when we have our horror comedy coming out. There are moments that are really cool. The gory moments are great. A lot of the jokes were lost on me, but I think that if I was if I was a teenager and I saw it, I think I would love it. Like yeah, I feel I like think, I think but I feel like it could have been elevated so that people above teenage year yeah. like there was one point where uh he's holding on to something and he looks and it's an old zombie man's penis and it rips off and Can then just when you think sure. it's not gotten gross enough it falls into another zombie's mouth and you're like oh okay yeah. but 14 year olds but 14 year olds would love that yeah, <laughs> there's some there's some, don't get me wrong there's some great yeah. gory moments to it but i i wanted it to be a little bit more super bad yeah meets we, predict, zombies. we predicted a lot of goosebump sales and then they're sneaking in Scott's guy. Oh yeah. So mm. Scott's guy kind of tanked, but it didn't really. People saw it. Oh yeah. yeah. People bought good. Yeah, exactly. Because nobody is fake going to Jim and the holograms. Yeah. Oh, they, can't. they can't even if they want to at this point. Oh, All right. Well, man. it's time to wrap up the show the best way we know how with Karen's weekly look at the birthdays of those Ooh. who make the movies. It's Karen's Yee-haw. birthdays. Take it away. 
let's start off our week of birthdays by wishing a very happy birthday to Mr. Tracy Morgan, who turns 47, but he can play anywhere from Maya Angelou to Tiger Woods. Now, we all know Tracy's work from SNL and 30 Rock, and Tracy, oddly enough, first met Saturday Night Live producer Lauren Michaels while he was working as a vendor at Yankee Stadium. Hmm. And last year, we know that he was critically injured when his limo was rear-ended by an 18-wheeler on a New Jersey highway. And also, just so you know, in case you're wondering, Walmart has settled with him, and they did claim all responsibility. It was a Walmart truck? It they was hit a Walmart him? truck. Wow. The man had been him. driving for 20 hours straight, oh. and sounds like didn't Walmart. stop, and he just drove. Yes, Holy he was working overtime. Shit. Drove Must right get into these terrible them. plastic lawn chairs to the store. <laughs> <laughs> in and New York, right? It was in Jersey. Where, where the hell is the... Oh, New Jersey. New okay. Jersey. <laughs> but wow. the good news is he's making a comeback. He just filmed a television commercial. He also hosted SNL, which we know isn't easy to do. So that's pretty mm. cool. And he's currently Trump filming a movie. That. He says, the things that worried me when... I was before things that worried me before this happened aren't so important now. When you spend weeks in comas, then you hear and see things differently. I see life differently. I embrace it more, mm. which is kind of cool because I always felt that Tracy Morgan was character. He made it to a caricature mm-hmm. on Thirty Rock, mm-hmm. but now I hope that people start to see that he was doing a character, yeah, and yeah. not so much that's how we only see him. And uh, he does have a very recognizable voice, however, and so. Yes, Paul, you're making a face. <laughs> I don't know. I've always wanted to try it. That's right. <laughs> I was going to say. I, he says I, I like the way you're talking. You're going to get pregnant and keep that up. <laughs> well, oddly enough, he's done a lot of animated work it's because of his do, voice. Right? And so I am going to put a little game here to the table. I'm going to mention a movie, and you tell me whether or not Tracy Morgan actually did a voice on the uh, movie. Ooh. All right. Okay. So we're going to start Maybe off easy. Kids? No. <laughs> Rio. Yes. Oh, I bet. That's the one about the birds and I'm stuff. Yes. 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 Sure. He did. How about the box trolls? No. 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 I don't know. <laughs> he did. He played uh, Mr. Really? Gristle. I know you would think that for some reason the caliber of that movie isn't as goofy oh, as Rio, but he was in that one as for well. For the record, you should see Rio because I think he played a bulldog. Oh, I like that very I much. Like How about the Book of Life? Turn right up. I know. What? Really? <laughs> I'm going to say no because I think you're trying to trick us by oh. saying box trolls is yes. Right, because we know that box trolls are out of ordinary. You're very good. How about the crudes then? Yes. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. no. Yes. That is Nicholas Cage. No. That is a no, no but it uh, sounds like it sounds something like he would be in. in. Yeah. Right? Now, how about Rio 2? Yes. Yes. <laughs> what if that was a no? And lastly, how about Ice Age? Uh, that could go either way, one? too. Ice Age, no. the first one. That's I bet important. they were early no. adopters. They seem like they were... No. What do you say, Adam? Oh, no, wait, wait, no. That's, Ice Age is not hip. They went for people who... You're right! It wasn't in, the in 90s. it. Yeah. No. But it's it's interesting because um, it, whenever you think of animated movies as a genre, oh, they're all the same. But as soon as you start going... Who oh, yeah. would you put in that cast? Do you yeah. start going, are they hip or are they more legitimate voice talent? And so there you go. Yeah, those, mm-hmm. those casts do have like a thing, thing. about them. Yeah. Something like the Ice Age people, yeah, it's like John Leguizamo uh-huh. and yeah. Dennis Leary. There's Pixar, yeah. DreamWorks, and Other. <laughs> <laughs> that's the categories. Absolutely. And then there's like the artsy section, like Box Trolls and yep. Book, and and Book of Life. And that's why you don't uh, think he'd be in the artsy Paranorman no. or right. Coraline. And he wasn't yeah. Paranorman either. You included DreamWorks with the... Uh, 
you didn't put that with the other. So you, you because DreamWorks <laughs> DreamWorks has like stuff like Kung Fu Panda yeah, and How to Train Your Dragon that hits, and then there's the other section where it's just like blue hey, sky. Let's just Home. crap out something animated. Next up, let's wish a very happy birthday to Francis Conroy, who turns 62 but can play anywhere from the wife of an Undertaker and Six Feet Under mm-hmm. to a maid oh. slash witch slash rich witch, an American Horror Story. Now you may not know who she is. Bart, so I will tell you. She is an accomplished Broadway actress who was nominated for a Tony Award as Best Actress for Arthur Miller's The Ride Down Mount Morgan. And she appeared in oh, Sleepless that. in Seattle, Catwoman, and Steve Martin's Shop Girl. But... Wow. Which Catwoman? <laughs> the Halle Berry one. But the reason I think she is great is because <laughs> she played opposite Bill Murray in Broken Flowers as his ex-hippie girlfriend who is now a straight-laced woman and married to Chris McDonald. And the way I look at it, I mean, she could have stayed with Bill Murray, but she's with Chris McDonald, who was in Thelma and Louise, and the reason they drove off a cliff. Oh. So, <laughs> perhaps, stay with, stay Bill, with Murray. Bill Murray. <laughs> <clears throat> and lastly, let's wish a very happy birthday to Tara Reid, oh. who turns ah. 40, but can play anywhere from a model to an actress. Now, uh, she is <laughs> Just saying. Such range. Such range. She is known for her roles in Sharknado and American Pie, and she played Bunny... And the Big Lebowski. Mm-hmm. Now, Bart, did you know that Tara Reid had a toe double in this movie? I did not, but I would like to say that Tara Reid is pronounced Tara Reid. Oh, Tara, okay. And is a Facebook friend of mine. Oh! oh. oh. We well, will all be nice. You want well, to tell? I'll get you a toe. Tara Reid. She has a dope toe double With in the movie you because can tag there her in this. is a scene <laughs> where Bunny is seen driving and you can see all ten of her toes, not the severed toes. And they thought that her toes were a little too small. She gave up her toe. <laughs> and also, uh, Tara Reed, I believe, was in a movie with you. Did you work with her? Yeah. Ben? Yeah. What did you do with her? In the uh. cinema classic, <laughs> yes. The Hungover Games. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, it's no, 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 no. Actually, it was uh, co-written by uh, David Bernstein and Kyle Anderson and Jamie Kennedy, and then uh, this great guy Josh Stolberg directed it. And it's a mashup where I played I played the Ed Helms character from The Hangover. Oh, and, I could totally see you do that. And we get drunk. Cool. We get drunk, and right. we wake up in <laughs> The Hunger Games, and uh, <laughs> I kind of Ed Helms it up. You know, and, uh, you know, just do a lot of head movements. And, uh, yeah, and then we wake up in the Hunger Games, and it's ridiculous. It was a blast to shoot, though. But, yeah, Tara Reid plays the Effie character from the Hunger Games. And did you have any stories, anything you have to tell us about her? She Uh, seems like she'd be a lot of fun. No, she's super nice. Yeah, she was a super nice person. I only had one scene with her, so I don't have any crazy fun stories, except that our scene that we did have together, we were surrounded by really weird sex toys and... (laughs) Uh, like cocaine on the table and all this stuff because it's supposed to be the... You were in her trailer. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? All right, on that note, Bart, Fantastic. you know how wait, wait, much wait, wait. I... I got two things to say oh, about yes? Tara Reid as well. First That's of all, did you just make through a whole profile of Tara Reid and not mention Sharknado? I did you it said, earlier. Oh, I said did? she's okay. known for Sharknado. Oh, okay, good. All three. Yeah, right. And secondly, if you ever series. watch American Reunion, is that the one where she finally comes back in the American Pie movies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll say yes. And she does a scene with... Uh, uh, the rookie of the year guy. What is mm. the hell's his name? Uh, I know who you're talking. Yeah, about. that guy. <laughs> that guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. They're, they're the couple in the movie, mm-hmm. and he is 
uh, you know, I, I've met him before. He's got a band, and so, so he's a cool, bright, engaging guy. And she's Tara Reid, and the <laughs> editor is working his ass off to make that scene happen between the two of awesome. them. Awesome. He's like saying lines, and she's like there, and he's like cutting <laughs> like a motherfucker to try and get that thing together. Oh Oops, my I just God. said that. Yeah, make it. But anyway, he's cutting like crazy. To she get won't that come to your birthday. I plead the fifth on this. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, now Bart, you know how much I love when celebrities sing. This is true. <laughs> Well, we're in luck because I was able to get a deep cut. This is actually Miss Tara Reed singing Total Eclipse of the Heart oh. at karaoke of all things. No Did way. you steal this from Dimples when it was still open? <laughs> sure. Is this the porn star karaoke down at Sardino's? Yeah. <laughs> is that what this is? How is this on YouTube? Absolutely. Wow. Uh, and it says in the notes, if you'd like to hear the full five-minute version, you can email this person and they'll send it to you. That made me catatonic with shock. Yeah, I'm just like, that is. I would pay for that. <laughs> I would pay for that. Email this person, and Tara will call you and sing the rest of it. <laughs> this is what they should play to people that are sitting in prison. That's gonna, just like if you do something horrible, you have to listen to this for the rest of your life. That's gonna haunt my your dreams. Serving sentence, at least. That is gonna. I'm gonna need some melatonin to Still get, bleed uh, the get fifth over this. Yeah, yeah he's definitely bleeding the fifth. Uh, uh, she was. Uh, she was very nice to me. <laughs> Once the microphones are turned off. <laughs> But she didn't sing to you. No, she didn't sing. Right? Uh-huh. So she knows her limitations. All right, well, that wraps another uh, movie showcast, everybody. Hey. Uh, together with the movie guys, individually we are. <laughs> and you can follow us on Twitter at the movie guys for daily jokes and links. Also, Facebook.com slash the movie guys, as well as iTunes, that up. Vimeo, YouTube, Funny or Die, SoundCloud, <laughs> Vine, Instagram, LinkedIn, all that shit. Thanks to Renee, Dorian, and Ben Begley. Hey. Hey. Thanks for having us. Where are we finding you guys on the uh, social media and whatnot? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Renee Dorian. Dorian, and I have a website, www.renee-dorian.com. Yeah, and I'm at the Ben Begley on Twitter and Instagram and all that good stuff. You can also follow our movie at Funhouse Mass. That's right. Because there's a cool. character limit, so it just sounds like there's a carnival in a church. <laughs> Funhouse Mass. Promise it's the Funhouse Mass. Somebody, right? yes, Somebody dies. Somebody dies. Exactly. It's the, it's the happy, it's the kids' movie version of Black Mass. No, it, uh, and it also, our website is funhousemassacremovie.com where you can see our showtimes and everything. It opens this weekend, Friday the 13th. Cool. Nationwide. 20 theaters, AMCs. select AMCs. We're really excited. Yeah. Go out and see it. Please. Yeah, it is in a number of cities all over the country, so good, good on you guys. Uh, the Boubay so cool. sisters will be at the Holiday in the Park in Burbank? Yes, we will, between 7 and 9 in front of Auto Books, Aero Books. On November 20th, huge mm-hmm. street festival Friday. with all nice. the all live entertainment all nice. over the place. Yeah. It's Karen's singing group. Uh, and thanks to Steve Scholes for his writing contributions to the show every week. And as always, we owe everything to Pat, Pat Peach. Peach. Next week, we get into the holiday blockbuster time with the Hunger Games Saga, Mockingjay Part 2, Insurgent the Giver or something. We'll see you then. <laughs> hey!